Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. During my time at Ascension Lutheran Church in Thousand Oaks, I joined a small group Bible study that met on Tuesday nights in the church library. They were meeting before I joined them, and they're meeting still. They've been meeting for over 30 years. And one Tuesday night, we were discussing the covenants and commandments of God given throughout the Old Testament as God engaged with Noah, sending the rainbow after the flood and promising that life on earth will flourish. And with Abraham and Sarah, promising them a family through whom all the families of the earth will be blessed. And with Moses, whom the Lord called to go to Egypt and bring the people of Israel, the descendants of Abraham and Sarah, out of slavery through the wilderness and to the promised land. And Moses, through whom God gave the people the Ten Commandments and the 600-plus commandments that followed. And on that Tuesday night, as we were discussing the covenants and commandments of the Lord, our small group leader and my dear friend Ed said, it's about relationship, not rules. He shared that God created us to be in loving relationship with God and each other and the whole creation. And the commandments, the law, the rules are meant to show us how to live in relationship with God and each other. They are meant to show us how to be God's people in a fallen world. They are a means to an end, not an end in themselves. As Jesus affirms in our reading from the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is, Luke writes, teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. In the midst of his public ministry, in which he has been teaching about life in the kingdom of God, life as our good and gracious creator intends for it to be, life in the steadfast love of the Lord. And Jesus has demonstrated God's love in healing people who are ill, feeding people who are hungry, welcoming people who had been shunned by their communities, freeing people from demonic oppression, and sending people out to speak his good news and do his good work. And in this ministry, Jesus has drawn both followers who believe in him and opponents who are threatened by him. And both are present in the synagogue on that Sabbath as the rabbi Jesus teaches. And just then, a woman appears who has, as the Greek reads, a spirit of weakness that has kept her bent over and unable to stand up straight for 18 years. 
Perhaps because she is experiencing what we would know today to be osteoporosis or arthritis or some other condition that has weakened the bones and the joints of her back, she is likely in physical pain. She is likely a social outcast. The predominant view in Jewish circles at the time was that any physical dis-ease was a sign of God's disfavor. She is likely a person other people would ignore. But Jesus sees her, calls her over, lays his hands on her, says, woman, you are set free. And he releases her from her weakness. Her body is made strong and she stands up straight for the first time in 18 years and begins praising God. This is a wondrous and joyous event. But not everyone is happy. The leader of the synagogue, responsible for the physical arrangements of the worship service, is indignant that Jesus has done the work of healing on the Sabbath. He quotes from the Sabbath commandment in Exodus 20 and then admonishes the people that there are six other days of the week they can be cured without breaking the rules. Note that he doesn't address Jesus directly, nor does he object to Jesus healing the woman. His complaint is that Jesus has healed the woman at an inappropriate time on the Sabbath. Sabbath, the Hebrew Shabbat, is from the verb Shabbat, which means to stop, to cease, to rest. In the Jewish faith, the Sabbath is observed from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown as it has been for millennia. It is a sacred time, a time when no work is to be done, a time when the people gather together to remember and reflect on God's saving grace. As God commanded them to do, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy is the fourth of the Ten Commandments. Third, if you go by Luther's counting in the small catechism. After the Lord rescued the people of Israel from slavery in Egypt, after the Lord saved them, after the Lord showed them grace, he brought them to Mount Sinai, a stop on their journey through the wilderness to the promised land, where, as Psalm 103 declares, the Lord made his ways known to Moses and the people of Israel. The Lord entered into a covenant, agreement, commitment with them to be his holy, distinctive, distinguished nation, to declare that there is one true God who is gracious and merciful and abounding in steadfast love to shine with the light of the Lord in the darkness of this fallen world. And then God gave them 
the Ten Commandments, showing them how. The commandments, the law, the rules, begin and end in God's grace, God's goodness, in relationship with the God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. As Exodus 20 notes, we are to rest on the seventh day after six days of work because God rested on the seventh day after six days of work creating the world, not because God was tired or bored. God made the heavens and the earth, the land and the sea and the sky and the plants and the animals and us, and then God took the time to enjoy his good creation, to delight in this beautiful earth and this wondrous diversity of inhabitants, to rejoice over all he has made. And we human beings, made in the image of God, are to do the same. Keeping the Sabbath holy is resting in God's grace. Being intentional about setting aside time as a community to bless, praise, worship the Lord with our whole being. To remember and reflect on God's grace. To honor our relationship with the Lord who made us and loves us forever. In Deuteronomy 5, Moses reviews the commandments with the people just before they are to enter the promised land. And when Moses speaks of the Sabbath commandment, he reminds the people that they were slaves in Egypt and that Sabbath rest is for everyone, including slaves and children and immigrants and even Animals, no one is to work on the seventh day. Sabbath rest is for all. This was a significant moral advance in the societies of that time and some 3,500 years ago when slavery was prevalent and slaves were often worked to death. And so... The Sabbath commandment, then and now, is not only about rest, but also about justice, about not exploiting the vulnerable for the revenue of the powerful, about being professionally and economically responsible, about doing right by people. In Isaiah 58, the prophet Isaiah directly connects trampling on the Sabbath with serving your own interests and pursuing your own affairs. Earlier in that chapter, the prophet Isaiah declares that the worship that the Lord desires is treating workers justly and feeding the hungry and providing a home for the homeless and giving clothing to the naked and seeing to the needs of the afflicted. This is what the leader of the synagogue neglects 
when he complains that Jesus healed this afflicted woman on the Sabbath. And Jesus calls him on it, along with the other religious authorities present who would share that same mindset. Jesus points out to them that in their interpretation of the Sabbath law, there is a provision that allows them to do the work of untying an ox or donkey so that they can lead that animal to water so that it doesn't dehydrate. Losing such an animal would have been costly for the owner. But there was no provision in their interpretation of the Sabbath law for doing the work of healing a person who was not facing a life-threatening emergency. And so Jesus asks, if you set your animals free on the Sabbath to care for them, shouldn't this daughter of Abraham, this heir to the promise of God, this beloved human being, be set free on the Sabbath and cared for as well? In his teaching and example, Jesus fulfills the law. He revealed the greatest commandment, the highest law, the most important thing is love God with your whole being and love your neighbor as yourself. He gave a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. He embodies the new covenant God made with us when God came in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate, God with us and for us forever, who lived and died and rose again, setting us free from the affliction of sin, freeing us from death forever, giving us life that does not end. Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday, the first day, also the eighth day of the week after that day of rest, a day of new creation, new life, new possibilities. And so Sunday is the day we followers of Jesus honor the Sabbath. It is a sacred time, a time we gather together to remember and reflect on God's saving grace, a time we set aside to hear the good news and receive the sacrament, to praise God with reverence and awe, as Hebrews 12 puts it, to be refreshed to rest in the steadfast love of the Lord. In the words of Martin Luther, in his small catechism explanation of the Sabbath commandment, what is meant by keeping the Sabbath holy? Nothing else than devoting it to holy words, holy works, and holy living. The day itself does not need to be made holy, for it was created holy. But God wants it to be holy for you. 
as I experienced in that Tuesday night small group Bible study, and in all the faith communities I've been blessed to be a part, and as I lead worship here at St. John's Lutheran Church, Sabbath is not about a set of rules governing how we behave on a particular day. Sabbath is about how we live all the time in relationship with God and each other, about resting in God's grace, about sharing God's grace with others. May we remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.